Sam Howell has been named the starter for the 23 season. Cole Turner leaves practice. And will there be any repercussions for the Mark Andrews slam on Danny Johnson Monday night? All of that and more on the Daily Commanders update for 18 August. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your 18 August Daily Commanders update. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. We're Ref the District on the Believe Network, and it is nearly game time for the Commanders. Biggest news of the day, stoner. I know we're both shocked. Sam Howell has been named the QB1, the starter for the Washington Commanders. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, oh, we're so shocked that he's QB1. <laughs> but the big question now, obviously, everybody knew that, even those outside of Washington knew that. What's next, Nathan? What's next in the development of Sam Howell now that he is officially the guy? Yeah, I mean, I think that there, we all knew that the competition wasn't a real deal, that it was kind of a sham. But the fact that he's really solidified himself as the starter, because by all accounts, this wasn't just, you know, we're going to shoehorn him in there. He's actually developed into a QB that this team actually wants to put forward. And we do have a tweet here from John Kime that kind of touches a little bit on that and it also talks about Jacoby Brissett here. Uh, John Kime with Howell to be named the starter this morning should be noted Jacoby Brissett had a good summer. More about Howell doing what they wanted to see, but with Brissett, they have an excellent backup, true pro. Again, that's from uh, that's from John Kime just before the news actually became official there. But mm -hmm. to me, this speaks again to the development of Sam Howell. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett was a guy that they brought in who they, they feel very comfortable can run this offense, but Sam Howe is just doing the things he needs to do to actually take that QB one spot. They were super careful to not just anoint Sam the starter from the off season. Even when Eric Bieniemy came in and Eric Bieniemy said all the right things, I really like Sam's skill set and can't wait to work with him, but still just never said he's our quarterback and we're going to develop him they left it open just a little bit just in case they didn't want to fall on their face having said that and then have him just completely not develop in training camp so i think it was smart to kind of hedge their bets a little bit well let's see if ron rivera is hedging any bets in his announcement this morning on naming uh sam howell the starter eric the enemy and to be yesterday um and after our first preseason game after both those joint practices. Um, I'm going to name Sam our starter this year going forward. Um, <laughs> you know, he's basically met the challenge that we talked about, and that was seeing the growth and improvement from OTAs and mini camp, and then talked about going into training camp and continue to grow and show us what he's capable of. And uh, we've been very pleased with it to the point where I decided uh, yesterday that we were going to name him the starter going into the regular season. So one of the things that I think is a little interesting with this stoners, again, the verbiage, and this is really nitpicky, really, really, really nitpicky here, is the use of I. He talks about going and talking with Eric Bannemi, but I named him the starter. I did this. And I just find that a little bit peculiar because normally there is a little bit more of the we decided and so now is this uh, is this Ron Rivera maybe, I don't think he's trying to take credit 
for Sam Howell right yeah. as far as he's naming him. But does this maybe hedge the bets in case Sam doesn't do well? Ron could be like, I was going to name him starter. Yeah, so he's basically, he's going to take, he's going to fall on the sword. He's the guy that says, I'm the one that makes a decision. If anything bad happens, then he can always go back and, and save like the enemy and say, you know, quietly, the enemy wanted to go with Jacoby Brissett because of his experience. But me, I'm the guy who makes that final call. So I named him the starter kind of uh, against the objections or at least the whispers from the other guys. So, yeah, that, that that is an important part of of this whole deal for sure. Yeah, so I don't think we'll get to that point, Stoner, yeah. just for the record. But it yep. was kind of interesting to hear him talk you know, in that way that it was very much, I made this decision. I'm making him the starter and being so definitive that way, rather than as he mentions right before saying that he talked with Eric Bienemy and we was like, we decided he's the starter. So just kind of a very interesting thing there. Like, we'll see if he takes that responsibility. I do like our new QB one here, taking some responsibilities. Let's get him. Cause he did get a chance to talk with media today. There, uh, with their performance in Baltimore. Um, I thought there were some things in the Cleveland game we could have done a better job of, and I could have helped them guys. Like the one sack we had in Cleveland was my fault. Um, so I got to do a better job of helping those guys. Um, but I was very pleased with their performance in Baltimore. I thought they did a really good job, and they're starting to learn how to play together. Um, and once they do that, they're going to be really good. Yeah, so Sam Howell here talking about the offensive line, and he is already taking credit for – for something right like this is what leaders taking the blame taking the blame yeah so yeah so and that's what i'm saying he's taking credit for the sack he's taking the blame he's trying to take that off of the offensive line Mm -hmm. that's been much maligned a lot of concern there around the offensive line and he's going hey this was on me we like to see this from a qb we want to see our qb be leaders what else did you see in this video stoner well, I think that that really encapsulates the the whole thing is that he has such poise, not just out on the field, but in those press conferences. He's not over the top. He's not, you know, a little bit crazy or he's he's not goofy, anything like that. He's just a really poised young man, which is hard to get when you have a young quarterback. He's I don't even know his age, 23, maybe. 24, somewhere around there. I mean, I'd have to look it up, but he's about that age. 22, I believe. 22 even. I can't look it up. The internet's still cruddy (laughs) here, so I can't do that. But I do believe he's 22. Yeah, so the the point being, he's very poised. He knows how to say things that's not going to get him in trouble with the media. At some point, he probably will slip throughout the course of the year. So, uh, But right now, we don't have any diva-ish that we have to worry about. Diva-ish whatever it is, you don't have to worry about any of the craziness going on right now. He's focused. He's uh, he's playing at a level, very confident, and he's doing everything right so far. I can't find a flaw at this point of his development in training camp. We haven't seen what he's going to do in a full game, regular season yeah. this year. But as far as everything that you have wanted him to do and to be this year, he's met all of that. All right. Well, hopefully we continue saying good things coming out of QB one here in Washington. Uh, Some not so good things coming out uh, from Ashburn as Danny Johnson's going to be missing some time due to the injury. Keep going. 
that uh, that he has here. Uh, and this injury is coming from, and we, we're going to share this video from when Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens picked Danny Johnson up and just absolutely just body slammed him. So this is also the video where Cody Barton finds himself in hot water with some fans for not standing up very mm-hmm. physically with them. So we did, we will be sharing that video here, uh, I believe. Yep, here we go. So here it is. Danny Johnson with a good pass breakup. And then Mark Andrews gets up and just body slams him. Cody Barton here getting in the face of Mark Andrews, tries to help Danny Johnson up. But at this point, things have just ex- escalated into a big time brawl. And I think that's mm-hmm. where some people, you included Stoner, right? Mm-hmm. Think that Cody Barton should have act, absolutely just tackled Mark Andrews to the ground and, and yeah, started that fight rather than uh, just getting in the face. Yeah, something to just just to say, you know, we're not going to put up with that and I'm going to have my guys back. I mean, he stood, maybe gave him a little bit of a shove or whatever. I'd like to see what some of these guys are doing. They come flying in and they're smoking people, especially when you find out that Danny Johnson is day-to-day with a shoulder injury because of that slam. So, I mean, I'm not going to get too hard on Cody Barton on that. We should be focusing our, our vitriol and our Our anger towards Mark Andrews. Mm -hmm. That guy, where did he go to school? Where did Andrews go to school? He's he's a Sooner. Yeah, yeah. So those Sooners, we're going to have to keep them in line. Tressway is a Sooner, and he wouldn't have done that. It it is interesting with Danny Johnson being day-to-day, Mark Andrews, you know, if he sees the field on Monday, whether or not there'll be any kind of retaliation. Now that we'll have as a probably a little separate discussion here in a little bit, but more importantly, if you were to do this in the game, right, there would be penalties for this. Why are there no penalties stoner for something that was caught on camera and, you know, is going to cause another player to miss time due to injury. I mean, that's taking money from somebody. Why not? Why isn't there some kind of repercussion for Mark Andrews in all of this from the NFL? Yeah, I suppose there's something within the CBA that doesn't allow that with the collective bargaining and the unions and all that other stuff that they can't, uh, you know, can't cover it in training camp. And, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere and maybe it's just game. So I'm sure it has something to do with that. But I think you can at least fine him uh, if you see if you see this on video, just fine him for conduct detrimental to the team or something. They won't. Nobody will because it really isn't that big of a deal. If so, there'd be about 120 dudes who are going to get fined across the league every joint practice or even even regular practices. So I I do wonder if that would, you know, the goal here being, are we going to do, you know, deter this kind of behavior during joint practices or are we going to end up just stopping, stopping joint practices because all of our players are going to be, you know, either injured or fined or suspended because of this kind of behavior. My hope would be that, you know, these guys would just, you know, cooler heads would prevail and we'd stop seeing as many fights because I think the joint practices are useful. Yeah. We'll get some better mentorship in their college years when they're in uh, Oklahoma or something. That's, that's what you might want to try doing. I don't know what's going on in there. Where is that? Where is Oklahoma based? Okay. Moving along from the Sooners trash talk from a guy who, you know, follows the Florida Gators for goodness sake. Uh, 
Let's move on from Danny Johnson being day-to-day to some of these other injuries that we've seen. Charles Leno, our left tackle for Washington, is not practice or did not practice today. Uh, in fact, sat out the last couple of series when the joint practices were in session. And Logan Thomas finally getting back into doing something, did a little bit more in the side field today. Chase Young. Uh, sat uh, you know, sat out the the contact portion of it, but did yeah. do some individual drills here. We've talked extensively about Logan Thomas. It's good to see him come back. Chase Young, we know, is going to be someone they're going to be very delicate with, given the mm-hmm. fact that his was a stinger. But let's focus here on Charles Leno, yeah. left tackle, not a very deep, you know, offensive line group as far as you know talent is concerned. Sure. So where? Where are the alarm bells for you going off here with Charles Leno? Well, Charles Leno is a, is a key piece to this line. And he, he never misses games, so I wouldn't concern ourselves. I think in, in year 10 now, I don't think he's ever yeah, missed a game. Year 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's obviously extremely durable. And if you have to go to a backup, it's probably Cornelius Lucas. And I believe Ron even clarified after practice or well after practice, even within the last hour here, in that it was, it's not anything serious. Again, they're just being precautionary with Leno. And then Logan making steps, progressing. He hasn't been even out on the field for, on the side field before until today for the last like two weeks. So now he's back out there. And then Chase, like you said, just precautionary. I think if they play a game, I don't know about Logan, but you know Charles Leno and Chase would be playing. All right. Well, we'll see how that works out. Obviously here preseason is a little bit different, but they will be going up against Arizona Cardinals in week one. We'll see which of those three will be here when that comes around. There is one more injury, kind of an important one, especially with Logan Thomas out, and that's Cole Turner. Now, Cole Turner injured his finger on his right hand during 11-11 drills, according to Sam Fortier. Uh, He leaves the field, gets taped up, comes right back in at least a few plays later. Mm-hmm. Is this something to watch? Fingers for a receiver that's kind of necessary. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if he was able to tape it up and go back in, that's something that he would do in a game. And, and then the next day they'd evaluate it and check it out uh, medically and all that. So it's just something to watch out for tomorrow and then to see if he plays on Monday in that preseason game. But, again, this is not something serious. We, we've been extremely lucky that we've just been talking about more minor injuries. And you see across the league, all these teams are guys are just dropping like flies. So, yeah. so far. For the Baltimore's Marlon Humphrey is, yeah. is going to possibly miss some time with a foot injury. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's anything too serious. Nothing to wor- worry about. All right. Well, moving on from Cole Turner's injury, we've got some just absolute beautiful footage to show you this is sam howe to terry mclaurin and i can watch this all <laughs> i know day. right just i know all it's day, stoner it is this just has me unbelievably excited for the season just look at the spiral it is just a beautiful deep ball terry mclaurin over the top of the defenses how many of these are we going to see in the season gosh i hope we see seven to ten i mean that's 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 a little aggressive, I think, but I th- I hope we see at least for touchdowns. I'm saying that's a little sure. aggressive. But if you see upwards of double digits of plays like this during the course of the year, I think uh, you got something going. So yeah, I just I need to see more of that. I need to see it all the time. 
Yeah, every day. We're going to be playing that video on loop in our in our heads and uh, yep. until Monday night football for certain. Uh, another day here for the Sam Howell tracker stoner. Yep. Let's bring that out. We haven't used the red marker in a long, long time. In fact, we've retired it. We just yeah. straight up retired it. Where are we going today? I don't even know where it is, Nathan. I don't <laughs> even know where that red marker is. But let me let me be totally transparent here. You see this, Nathan? You see the Sam Howell tracker? Yeah. I'm declaring it over. The Sam Howell tracker is no longer needed. And it's just a coincidence that it happens on the same day as Sam Howell being named the starter for the year. But the point is that we don't have to have this discussion anymore about worrying what our quarterback is doing because it's no longer an issue. Today would have been the 10th consecutive day on the good side. He had a couple of stumbles early on. And we haven't heard any issues, any concerns, any quiet undertones of reports or tweets or anything. Nothing for about two straight weeks. Sam Howell tracker, over. Nice to hear. We will see how things go in Baltimore because we won't, well, we will be bringing probably a special daily commanders update for you tomorrow. We do have a game day preview for you. So that's going to be with our compadres over on the believe in ravens podcast so be on the lookout for that on our youtube channel and our audio platforms wherever you might listen to us we're going to be doing live play-by-play and commentary of the monday night football game so be sure to tune that out and then the next time sam howell is going to get dissected by ref the district will be on the day after reckoning which is the day after the game there so be sure to check all that content out here on ref the district but until next time Be a fan.